Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed. This podcast is dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical. So whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. Today we'll be going over some basic information about Western astrology systems. Um, But first, we wanted to say thank you to all of our new listeners. We're getting so many new followers and likes and messages and we thank everybody who's reached out with your spooky stories from our ghost episode um keep them coming i think we're gonna have to do a bonus episode one day and just read a bunch of stories i was so hoping you were gonna say that because i was literally just thinking that i was like i i so desperately want to read other people's spooky stories i don't care what it's about yeah (laughs) yeah People have sent in some spooky ones, so well, I'll have to like divvy them out between you guys, and maybe you guys can like read them and get your like cold reactions. It'll be fun. Yeah, I should. I feel like everybody already knows this, but Shelby's definitely the administrative part. Yeah, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Lauren and I are just we do we do our stuff too, but Shelby is definitely yeah. the administrative part of this podcast. It's fun because when I clock out from work, I scooch my chair over <laughs> and start oh, my no. administrative. Straight up work here. <laughs> Good thing we're talking about zodiacs today. We're gonna talk. I about know, that yeah. Capricorn al- or all that Capricorn energy, workaholism. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All my Capricorn energy really comes in handy for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna jump right in because we have a lot to cover, and that is because I took a class from Tess Clarkson. And if anyone wants to go to her website, it's TessClarkson.com at Tess Clarkson Seven on Instagram. Um, it was a wonderful class, very informative. It was free at the library. 10 out of 10, can recommend. I'm going back for Astrology 102 next week. It's gonna be a blast, but I learned so much because I you know me I kind of just like know what I know from memes and that's kind of it Mm -hmm. um so that's that was my zodiac but you know Lauren and I I remember we used to read you know zodiac quizzes and like do read zodiac things when we were younger yeah um and read our horoscopes and what signs you know are best compatible which now I like don't even consider that in my like zodiac practice is like compatibility I'm just like it's just personality traits everybody has a personality so Uh, I will say though I definitely have discovered that I have zodiac signs that I get along with more than others as a whole Mm -hmm. there's individuals of every single one of them that like I totally get along with but I have found that there definitely there's two zodiac signs that I have a really difficult time with um and once again I have friends of both of them but like as a whole I've had a hard time with them yeah yeah so they're they're shining stars in the midst of uh those signs that that really really come through it's like how everybody has a person with a name yes yeah Yeah. like as a like a teacher that that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's good you had your kid before you started doing a lot of teaching yeah. because yeah. Uh, that would have ruined some names. So many names. Real mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
anyway, so now I know all about houses. We're going to talk about houses because I did not get that before yesterday. Um, and if you want some good references, astro.com is a great place where you can put in your information and get your star chart in the circle. Um, I never liked the circle before. I liked it to list it out for me because I didn't know how to read the circle. I know how to read the circle now. So that's how astro.com does it. Um, you, there's also astrologycafe.com that I mentioned many a time in our moon episode. They're a great resource. They list it all out for you if you don't want it in the circle. Um, there's also like a, a chart, like a line chart, um, that it can list. I mean, it's just listing the same sorts of information. Um, I liked the Astrolink app, which I think is not available on iPhones. It's only available on the Google Play Store as of right now, this recording. Um, but that one's a good one. They also have a website too. Um, and you can do, it used to be you could do like a bunch of charts and then it started limiting me to two, um, which makes brunch a lot less fun because I used oh, to do yeah. people's charts during <laughs> brunch. Um, so so like, here's a, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so you can do two for free and then they charge you after that. Yeah, or you can delete the old ones and do uh, new ones. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I use a different website. It's very similar. Oh, what do you use? It's astro-charts.com. And you can do like a free um, just entry. And it'll give you like mm -hmm. a list of your general like houses. And then it'll show you a circular chart. I don't know if it's like... The one you're talking about is in like a pie Venn diagram, or... right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, this one's just a circle, and it's got the houses around it, and then it's got like points. Okay, so it's and just... then lines connecting. Yeah, I took the lines away because we haven't gone over the lines yet in my class that I took. Oh, okay. So I don't know the lines yet, um, but let's see. So I did a little bit of history. Um, so. The zodiac, the word zodiac is the Greek word meaning circle of animals. Um, so that's, and that's, you know, they took the constellations that look like animals and then they made it into a circle. So it's the general timeline. Um, oh, I did want to say, uh, so from astrologers.com, they had, you know, a pretty good explanation about everything. Um, and instead of trying to figure out how to say it, uh, in my own way and understand things, I'm just going to read a quote from them because it's much more concise than I could ever be. Um, early astrologers knew it took 12 lunar cycles, i.e. months, for the sun to return to its original position. They then identified 12 constellations that they observed that were linked to the progression of the seasons and assigned them names of certain animals and persons in Babylonia, for example, the rainy season was found to occur when the sun was in a particular constellation, which was then named Aquarius or water beaver. Um, and they want to say the division of the 12 houses is based on Earth's daily rotation and relates to such circumstances as relationships, finances, travel, etc. The division of the 12 signs of the zodiac, on the other hand, is based around Earth's year-long rotation around the sun and relates to character traits and areas of life. Um, and they further say, 
Um, some may regard astrology as superstitious nonsense, which is totally fine. That's a valid experience if that's what you're having. Um, and without scientific basis, others acknowledge gravitational forces exerted on our planet by the sun and moon and deduce that the planets have similar powers that can be charted through astrology. Still, others maintain the symbolism of astrology can provide deeper understanding of ourselves and events. Um, and that's how I feel personally. I mm -hmm. think it's a great reflection tool. It's a good tool to, um, you know, see how you can relate to others and say like, okay, well, you know, this person has this sign, so they may see things in a different way than I do as an earth sign. And so how can I meet them in the middle and kind of find an agreement with them? Um, so I don't use it as like, what sign is my soulmate? Like I don't use it. Like <laughs> um, and I, if, if that's how you use it again, that's your experience and you're allowed to do that. Um, I don't so, recommend it. <laughs> right. Well, when we were younger and we were doing all those magazine Zodiac horoscope oh things, yeah. we were all about like, Oh, oh yeah. Our, like again, I am very embarrassed about how much I was into that. <laughs> finding my true love. I and mean, love was the friendship we found along the way. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I was just as obsessed with it, so I. Yeah, and I'm still. I yeah. I mean, it's it's how we were conditioned, and that's not our fault. But uh, well, and, and we've you, take and we've taken responsibility and fixed it. So or currently welcome. working on it, you know. Yeah, uh, if you, are, I'm fixed. I'm perfect. If, remember. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have you ever looked up um, attachment styles? Yes. I find that very interesting. So attachment styles, Lauren, because I see your your, I, your face. Yes and no. So so there's... Um, Secure is like the yeah, good one. The, or the Secure most... Secure attachment style is, is like, like the, the most... Healthy or whatever. Yeah, the most stable. Um, and you form these attachment styles when you're like an infant, like when you're very, very young. Okay. Um, and so there's stable, um, there is avoidant, and there's anxious. I think there's others, but that's the ones I know of. But an anxious attachment style is where um, you kind of see affection as a commodity. And mm -hmm. so you have to um, do things to earn that affection, and you have to do things to keep that affection because... Whose childhood trauma does that sound like? Right, because... <laughs> Because, um, you know, for you, you don't, you learn very quickly that affection um, isn't something that's just given or that you should get just because you exist. It's something that um, you you've always to had to earn it. You've yeah. had to earn it. So you're constantly searching whenever you're um, in an anxious attachment style, you're conscious, you're continuously searching for an endless supply of affection. Well, our society tells us that your um, partner in life, your romantic partner in life, will provide that for you. And boy, oh boy, is it really shocking when you find out that that is not the case. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, then avoidant is a uh, tall husband has avoidant um, attachment style, which is um, found that anybody he loved and cared about as a child um, hurt him so he just r would remove himself from relationships altogether so they would avoid relationships because 
he had a or if there's any conflict or something there they're like a cut and run sort of type they don't want to work through problems because it's never worked out for them to do that so why would they start now right and he grew up with a narcissistic parent so for him he was yeah right so anyways um there was a connection to that somehow oh yes true Um, we were (laughs) (laughs) this is a typical britney moment Oh my God! Welcome to ADHD tangents. I'm your host, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. It. Anyways, you could cut all that out if you want. <laughs> Put in. They're here for the tangents. I hope um, so. But we'll probably talk. I'll probably relate that later um, because I I do think that there's a lot of ways you can apply, like you know, learning about attachment styles or love language and stuff like that mm-hmm. to you know how it relates to the the zodiac sign or whatever mm-hmm. um to just form a deeper understanding of the person that you're with um or anybody that you're with because it's not always just about partners i mean there's platonic love and friendship love mm-hmm. and um you know f- familial love and stuff like that and it's all there's there's all sorts of loves and they're all just as important as romantic loves, even though Disney in the nineties told us otherwise. Oh, um, ain't that right? <laughs> so a little bit of a timeline that I found I wanted to go over. Um so because I kind of wanted to know like how did they figure out all these meanings behind all these things? And I didn't figure it out. I think I'm gonna have to actually read a whole book on it. Um <laughs> I just didn't yet um but from what i found um so in like 30,000 or no yeah 30,000 bc um they you know people were like studying planets and uh, you know the planets that they could see from earth and the stars and the moon and you know we have like cave paintings and other artifacts that were marked with you know lunar cycles or other, um, you know, cycles. Um, and that's how they would tell like the time of day or the time of year. Um, and they, they would notice that, you know, it takes a year, you know, rotation around the sun for the sun to be in like the same area of the sky again. Um, so they've been being, people have been looking at this stuff for a long time. Um, and then around 2400, to 331 BC, um, because time goes backwards in the BCs, Babylonians, which were also called Chaldeans, um, feel free to correct it. I just read all of this stuff. I didn't look it up. Um, Please email your corrections, charmedandalarmed (laughs) at gmail.com. Put Shelby's dumb in the subject line. It'll be fine. No, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Shelby didn't look up how to say Chaldeans. Chaldeans. Um, Chaldeans. 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 Um, (laughs) They used the Babylonians uh, used information gathered by the Sumerians in Mesopotamia in the centuries and millennium before them invented the, the so they invented the this the babylonians invented the first astrological synda, sim, system um creating the wheel and and using the planets in the houses 
um, with that. And the oldest horoscope chart is believed to have come, been around 409 BC. So it's been a long time that they've been doing this. So around 331 BC to the 5th century, so this little chunk of time, this few centuries, um, 5th century AD, the Greeks came in um, and named all their stuff with their names. And then Ptolemy, I did look up the pronunciation of that because I could find it on Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, He published the Tetrabiblios, which translates to four books, um, and that contains the core techniques of astrology that we use today in the Western astrology um, with the houses, the signs, the aspects, the planets, all of that. Um, Rome fell after the 5th century, um, and Western astrology takes a little bitty pause in the more northern areas because of religion. And farther south and east, Arabic people um, were still studying and developing on, you know, what what the Greeks and other people in that region had started. Um, Middle Ages, astrology is back, baby. Astronomers, mathematicians, doctors, um, they all made great developments, uh, more accurate and sophisticated charts. Um, even some popes were pro-astrology. People were dedicating their astrology stuff to some of the popes. Um, and then by the Inquisition, uh, the church was like, mm, we're not cool with this anymore. They called it heresy, said it was superstition. So, you know, we can't have nice things. Um, then, you know, the spiritualist movement th- that we've talked about before, um, that you know, brought it all back. You know, they were into all of that stuff. Um, so then like in more modern times, uh, papers and magazines started printing our horoscopes in the, you know, daily horoscopes or weekly or monthly, um, putting the sun sign based horoscopes into print. I think just cause the sun sign, it's like really easy to figure out the dates for the sun sign. Mm-hmm. So um, they put those in. So now it kind of solidified astrology as more of a form of entertainment because like, you know, there's 12 ways your day can go. Like that's, right. you know, it, it's not going to lend legitimacy to anything. So, um, you know, it really kind of took the legitimacy that it used to have out of it, which again, like I tried to look up some scientific studies and see if anybody it's, I mean, it's hard to study personality traits. So, um, you know, it's just not something that is easily studied in our current scientific method. And like we say, with all things, you know, it could be a form of science that we don't know yet, you know, and like the 50s they had no idea what dna was and now we have like super advanced dna testing that's like a 35 dollar kit you can find out your whole um thing so you know there might be stuff we don't know or maybe it's just like made up or you know kind of faith-based which you know if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't pick and choose what you like um unless it's opinions i don't like then you can't pick or choose those Um, so I'm going to keep moving on pretty quickly because we're going to move into the houses, which I got really interested in. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm the most excited about that. Hold the phone. I feel like we should say, where's the sorting hat? (laughs) (laughs) 
I was thinking like, which Harry Potter house am I in? Let's just get that out of the way right now. Okay, so I always I always uh, test for Gryffindor, and you two are Hufflepuff, right? Yes. Oh, I'm a Hufflepuff yeah. for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. And always... Gryffindor makes sense for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's good in every house, even oh, if yeah, you're a Slytherin. Sure. I'm a Hufflepuff, so like, I love me a Slytherin bestie because I need it. You know, I need somebody to say like you're gonna get walked on and I <laughs> right you know mm-hmm. I need somebody to say like you know pull somebody aside and say if you keep walking on my friend I will murder you and they really mean it you know mm-hmm. I need that plus you guys are um, honey badgers and honey badger don't care honey we don't badger care does what no, honey badger don't give wants. a shit right <laughs> um so the houses so your first house this is how they get your rising sign um, so wherever the start of your first house is, whatever sign that that's in is your rising sign. So, um, so basically they made a circle and like earth is in the center of it because it, you know, was made when they thought everything revolved around us. So yeah. there's a circle and then it's split evenly into 12 little pie sections. Um, and those are the houses. And then based on your birth time and your location on earth, like longitude and latitude, et cetera, that's how they determine where like all of the signs go. So they can be like rotated around the outside of the circle. Um, And then inside is where they put all of your planets um, based on where they are in the rotation of the circle. So each one based on their, the view that we have of them from earth, they go around the circle. So the moon takes one month, well, 28 days to go around that circle. The sun takes one year to go around that circle in the chart. Um, Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's like split evenly. So if you put on the transits, it all made a lot more sense to me when I figured out what the transits were. So the transits if you click put on transits in when you're generating your chart, it'll generate where each of those planets are on the circle that moment in time that you generate your chart. If you generate a chart every day with transits on it, the moon is going to move a lot because the moon moves pretty quickly. It's like in a different sign almost every day. Um, Mm -hmm. The sun moves a lot more slowly. These giant planets move extremely slowly. Um, So your first house, so depending on where the planets were when you were born on that circle, um, it is your like different aspects can marry themselves. So it's, it's, you read these charts in layers. Am I doing a great job explaining it? Cause I feel like I'm not. So (laughs) (laughs) you have the house layer of like, okay, this is what this house means. And then you layer the planets on top of it. And you say, okay, this is what this planet means. And it's in this house that means this. And then you layer the astrology signs on top of that. And you say, okay, this planet is in this house in this astrology sign. So that that has a third meaning on top of that. And then you kind of like pick and choose what you like out of each of those. And that's your personality. Ta-da! Um, <laughs> So the first house um, 
kind of is like the determining factor for your individual personality. Um, appearances are really important. Um, it shows someone's temperament and their constitution. It's the house of self. Um, ego, drive, self-image, personal views, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's ruled and associated with Mars, um, which is the planet of Aries. We're going to go over planets as well and the signs. So Mars and Aries, which are like, Mars is a fire sign, um, go-getter sort of feels. Um, second house is about values, um, material circumstances, how we deal with possessions and our relationships to our own bodies. Um, what do you value? It reveals your sense of self and security, um, your sense of self-worth and um, the money you earn, um, how you interact with one another, all of that sort of things are in your second house. And that's associated with Taurus and the planet Venus. So you said that the first house is your rising sign? The Where the start of the first house is, mm -hmm. whatever sign that that's in, because the signs are kind of on the outside of the circle, right. that's what your rising sign. So if you look at my chart, maybe I'll take a screenshot of my chart and put it on Instagram and then it'll kind of make more sense. Um, right. But if you look at my first house, what? I'm in Lauren's chart. That's why it doesn't look yeah. right. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, that is not Gemini. So if you look at the first house, my first house start is an Gemini. So that means my rising sign is Gemini. Okay. And mine is Taurus. So that means right. That so your first house starts in Taurus. Right. And then so like my second house would be, would it follow that following sign? Like, so it goes... What's right? What's after Taurus? Uh, is Gemini after Taurus? Does that sound right? Yes. I don't know the Gemini, It goes Gemini then Cancer. Because it's okay. Aries. Then yes, they're in the same order. Okay. It, it, on my chart, it has Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, squiggly line, squiggly line. That's uh. <laughs> okay. Wait. So you said Cancer. Cancer. Let's see. I, if I scroll down, it'll tell me. Uh, Leo is next. Yeah, that's Leo. Because it yeah. looks like Ariana Grande with her ponytail. Yeah. Like a side view of Ariana now Grande. Now I will always see it as that. Yeah. And so then it goes Leo. And then so. What's the it, M? Uh, Weird looking M. That but is not Scorpio Virgo. M. It's Virgo. Virgo and then Libra. Then Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Then the last one. Pisces. Pisces, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it goes in order, but they can be like rotated around the circle. So like what's by my first house isn't necessarily by your first house because your right. first house is Taurus. Right. So my next one would Lauren's first house is Leo. Lauren, are you a Leo rising? I'm a Leo. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So our charts are right. I did the right charts. I put in <laughs> nice. the right times. Nice. Um, so and that's why they some people say like you should use your rising sign for your horoscopes instead like to 
figure out your horoscopes instead of your sun sign because that's like more accurate of how you present to the world and how the world sees you mm-hmm. and how you interact with the world because it's like your sense of self. Um, and I just versus your sun that. would be like your fifth house. What? Mm-hmm. So this past year, I just discovered that like the whole rising sign thing, and I find that to be way more accurate with like my personality than mm-hmm. the Scorpio sign. Yeah, because you are not a like a typical stereotypical Scorpio from the memes because I I mean I send our memes to each other and I'm always like Lauren this one is not about you I don't I feel like I have to send it because I don't want you to feel left out I want you to know I'm always thinking about you but this is not you you're not mean you're a lovely person um yeah, I was going to say um, – And like Leos are like supposed to be like super generous. That makes a lot of sense to me. Right. I was going to say the Capricorn, like so my sun sign makes a lot of sense to me. But I have so much shit in Capricorn that I feel like mm-hmm. I can't really escape it. And then Taurus and Capricorns of a very – are they're both earth signs. They're very, very similar – so, yeah. I realize I have a bunch of Capricorn and all of mine are in my eighth house too. Oh, wow. Um, so I have my sun. What's the H one? It looks like the symbol looks Saturn. It's Saturn, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mercury, Neptune, and Uranus are all in Capricorn in my eighth house. Wow. See, now I want to look at my chart more closely now that you're telling me all this stuff. <laughs> oh, like... I have it pulled up. <laughs> analyze us. Analyze Go to, to astro.com and put it in, put in the information and you can see it. Because, yeah, own. yours is all in your ninth house in Capricorn. You have yeah. Saturn, Neptune, the sun, uh, Uranus, and your moon are all in Capricorn. So we both have five signs in Capricorn, but yours are in your ninth house and mine are in my eighth house. Well, I can't wait to figure out what my what the ninth house is. Right. So your Mercury is also in Capricorn, but it's in your tenth house because these the the signs can rotate around in the pie, but they don't have to line up with the houses at all. So you can have right. the signs straddle two houses. Right. Um <laughs> so it's very fun. It's 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 a fun pie chart and really speaks to me as a Capricorn. Um, So your second house, I went over, you know, your relationship with um, things and value, um, your personal value, pleasure, et cetera. Um, And it's associated with Taurus and Venus. Um, Your third house is the house of communication, um, how we communicate daily it rules thinking patterns, talking style, language, logic. My third house is the reason that none of this makes sense because I don't have anything <laughs> in my third house. Um, so you are welcome. It's the house that we focus on secondary relationships like siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles. Uh, I wouldn't call those secondary relationships because I'm closer to my aunt than I am to my mom. So take that. Right. Um, nothing in my third house. That's... I'll take I'll take that. Kindred well, there's nothing spirits. in your third house, so you know it doesn't apply to you. <laughs> yeah, kindred spirits, mental connections, um, taste in reading and writing, as well as local transportation, um, like mail and other deliveries. I don't know what that means, but it's in there. Um, 
and it's ruled by Gemini, holla at your girl, and Mercury. The fourth house um, is like your roots and origins, your home life, your childhood, your youth, how you relate to family. It has like father energy, which I don't know if that's like divine masculine sort of thing. It it wasn't said in that way in anything that I read, but that's like how I took it. I just put daddy vibes, so mm-hmm. take it. So let's see, sense of security and comfort, family history, customs and traditions, and that's with cancer and the moon. And my cancer is in my fourth house, which it, no, it's not. Nope. Cancer is in my second house with my moon, but my moon is domicile because my moon is in cancer mm-hmm. when I was born. So that's domicile, but it's not in its domicile house or it'd be in its fourth house. So uh, that was a joke. So <laughs> I was just joking around with you guys having a lot of fun. You might have um, to explain let's... domicile to like, cause we didn't know what that was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so I'm going to go over the celestial bodies. I keep saying planets, but technically it's celestial bodies because um, the moon is one of them and the sun is one of them and they're not planets. Um, I do know. (laughs) I know that much. Um, So even though I keep calling them planets, I know that they're not. Um, But each sign is associated with a uh, celestial body. And when if you're in your chart and that sign lines up with that celestial body that means the celestial body is domicile in that sign because it's in its its home sign it's in its little house it loves it it says thank you for putting me away in my house so and that you know domicile means home and so that makes sense Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to see if either of you Brittany, you don't have anything in your are we on the fourth house right or the third we're on the fourth Fourth is domicile. Brittany, you don't have anything in your fourth house. Uh-oh. And Lauren. Oh, Lauren, like you have a bunch a of stuff. Your sun house. signs in your fourth house. Um, your fourth house is in Scorpio. So like you're really at home with change. Does that sound like you? Um, Pluto's in your fourth house. Uh, let's see. Yes Mercury's no. in your fourth house. <laughs> Mars is in your first house. So you got a whole bunch. I don't like change all the time, but like I'm pretty easygoing. So you are really easygoing. You deal yeah. with it well, at least, because like Scorpio's the sign of like transformation and stuff, is what it kept saying, and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rebirth, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're very good at rolling with the punches when it comes to like dip- when a bunch of change and stuff. Right. Yeah. Even if you're um, like, so- I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Might you might cry, but you usually yeah. wait until everybody's taken care of yeah, before you end I up crying. Yeah, and then I have my little moment. Your little meltdown. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I melt down immediately and then <laughs> deal with it. Um, fifth house is pleasure and creativity, play, creative expression. Um, it's ruled and associated with Leo and the sun. It can, you know, determine how you relate to children, simple, fun-loving energy, um, it's what you do to feel good, emotional satisfaction that you get from others, games, love, hobby, gambling was like mentioned because it's like they like risks. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see, Lauren. Nope, this is my Shelby one. Lauren, let's see what do you have in your fifth house. You have your moon sign um, in Sagittarius in your fifth house. 
the Venus. And so do you, you don't take like risks with love, I don't think. Um, Not with love. I, I would mean, say I that she is quite the opposite. Right. Yeah. With that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm very, um, I don't know what the word is. Uh, cautious. Yeah. Cautious, conservative yeah. with that. And then your Neptune's in your fifth house, but it is in, in Capricorn. So, cause it's of how it's turned, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. Oh no, Brittany, where'd your chart go? Found it. <laughs> um, fifth house. Oh, got nothing. Well, damn. I know. And we're all kind of like born in a similar timeline from one yeah, another. Yeah, we're our birthdays. You think? Because yeah, cause I guess Lauren- mine is closer to the than to yours than yours is to Lauren. Right, because it, our birthdays literally go November, December, January. Yeah. So even though they're very, even though they're pretty close to each other, it's our charts are all very different. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Sixth house is work, routine, behavior, um, behavior towards subordinates. So I took that as meaning like people who, um, you know, would be like helping you do something like a service industry worker or something like you don't, we don't have servants anymore. Um, so I, I don't know. The word subordinates just doesn't sound ideal to me. Um so your work environment and daily routine, um, this is like the house of self and health and self-improvement, duty, responsibility, and personal growth. And it's associated with Virgo and Mercury. Who is this? I have Pluto in my sixth house. Um, Lauren has, oh, you have H, which is Saturn, the Neptune mm-hmm. in your sixth house in Capricorn. And then Britani. Oh, nothing. Yank, yank got nothing. Holy shit. It's like all my stuff on like one <laughs> side of the pie. It's all I think in Capricorn. It's in all like- a lot in Capricorn in the ninth house and Capricorn and Aquarius in the 10th house. Okay, um, so I pretty much have things in like my first house. So the very beginning and very end of the houses. Yeah. Hopefully that's not like very beginning and very end of life. You know what I mean? Like. All the exciting stuff happens at the beginning and the end. Probably not. Um, I was like, Shelby. Probably not. No. This is why I'm not an astrologer, you guys. I was like, I was like, no. And then I was, then I was like, wait. <laughs> um, the seventh house is the house of partnership, interacting one-on-one, professional and personal partnerships, contracts, business deals, long-term relationships, it's ruled by Libra and Venus because Venus has two signs associated with it and Mercury has two signs because there's only 10 celestial bodies, but there's 12 of everything else. So you get a couple in the same. Uh, seventh house. Oh, now I have to sing the song from here. Just kidding. Um, so in your seventh house, Brittany, you have Pluto and Mars. Ooh. So your go-getter Mars is like, like that Aries sort of spirit, like warrior mm. confidence. And it's in the sign of Sagittarius in your seventh house, which is um, about like partnership. So you're like 
Are you kind of go getty now about I feel like you've always sort of been a little bit go getty with um love and partnerships and stuff like that. Yeah. Well You were I- always way more willing to put yourself out there than I ever imagined <laughs> myself being. Well and I did the opposite and I would just internalize everything and hope for the best that would happen. And let me tell you, that is not a way to get a husband. What's yours and then Shelby while we're on this discussion? My seventh house, I have Mars. Is this me? Yeah, it's me. Mars and Sagittarius in my seventh house. Hmm. And I'm the opposite of Brittany. Mm, Maybe we gave gave some fodder for the skeptics. I was like, maybe maybe you're like secretly polyamorous and you don't know it yet. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were saying all this stuff and I was just like, oh, that makes sense why I'm poly. I get it now. Where I'm just like, well. Here we go. Yeah, and, and so the the way this, you know, is explained away by people who believe in it, um, which again, you know, I I read a horoscope every week. So it's not like I don't believe in any of it or whatever. Um, I am not one to like make any decisions based on any of it, but oh yeah. Um, is you know, different aspects of different things can bloom in different people. So, you know, the yeah. way it bloomed in Brittany, even though it's the same planet in the same house in the same sign is a little different than how it bloomed in me. Um, or you can say it's all not real and well, that's an else? okay opinion to have. I don't agree with it, but it's an opinion you're allowed to have. Okay. But the seventh house has several different aspects of it though, including mm-hmm. um, professional business um right yeah business deals business contracts and that's you know me I'm a mover and shaker I forced you two into having a podcast with me (laughs) I was gonna say that is all you you are very much into that so it makes sense it's just we have it on different aspects and for me it's like start your own business and I'm like that sounds terrifying (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) like this is why Shelby is the administrative part of this podcast yeah now we know and my Gemini rising is why I forced you two into making a podcast with me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, eighth house is what I have like everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's transformation, loss, death, metaphysical. Um, one of the quotes that I have from here is like spooky and spiritual live here. And I was like, yes, it does. Nice. 100% spooks. You know what I did? I made a big cat religion and then my cat died and now she haunts me. Like <laughs> spooky and spiritual. You're welcome. Um, uh, let's see. Um, it's also about like communal goods, inheritance, resources, taxes. Uh, stuff about taxes are in this house. Um, some places mentioned sexy stuff. If you guys ever watch Beach Too Sandy or listen, it's not a show. It's a podcast. If you listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, that's how they say it on there. Um, Sexy stuff. And let's see. And it's ruled and associated with Scorpio and Pluto, which is why I think some of the places mentioned the sexy stuff because (laughs) Scorpio's involved and they just love to say that about Scorpio's. Um, We will keep it a secret whether it's true or not from our Scorpio on the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> um, so in my eighth house, I have my son, my, well, I just went over it. My son, my Saturn, my Mercury, my, uh, Neptune and my Uranus all in Capricorn, all in the eighth house. Um, I'm down to business y'all. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, Brittany, guess what? You don't have anything in your eighth house. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> big surprise over here. God damn it. And Lauren, <laughs> you're, you're eighth house list now. Oh, Lauren's going to have a big chunk of nothing. She yeah, doesn't have anything in her eighth, ninth, tenth, or eleventh house. Um, I wonder if that's common, like if everybody has like chunks of houses that don't have anything in it. I think it has to do with the years that we were born because we were born mm-hmm. in very close proximity to each other right. in the like calendar year. Right. Um, so because these a lot of these like really slow moving planets, mm-hmm. um, you know, wouldn't move very much between November to January. Right. So I feel like that's why, um, you know, a lot of them are kind of clustered all together by each other. And, you know, in like 100 or 200 years, they might not be that close to each other and they might be right. more spread out in people's charts. Um, so let's see the ninth house. That's what we're on. Right. Um, exploration, philosophies, far trips, going to other countries, spiritual learning, um, you know, finding out about yourself through the interactions of other, like that wanderlust, the like wanting to travel, um, the, the people who say like, oh, you really don't understand the world unless you go travel. And then you're like, do you know how privileged you sound right now? But it's yeah. fine. It's okay. Um, so, you know, you can learn about other cultures via the internet. We're all connected, but it is fun to travel. Um, and it's related to Sagittarius and Jupiter. Um, let's see. We know Brittany doesn't have anything. I have plus sign Venus in mine. So that's like my... Um, my like lady like my my sexy lady sign right (laughs) it's a sexy lady planet and it's an aquarius that's probably why i don't um i'm not very good with the with the gentlemen and the ladies is because uh i my my lady time fun sign is an aquarius where it's like all misunderstood um (laughs) In space with the aliens is in space with the aliens. They yeah. don't get it. So my, um, uh... Brittany, though, yours is also an Aquarius. Oh, but it's oh no, it's in your tenth. Hold on, I gotta look at your ninth. Oh, you have Brittany. Did I say you have everything in your ninth house? Yeah, that's what you said earlier. And then you were did. Like, I already do the ninth house, and I'm gonna have to edit this out. And no, you were like you don't have anything in your ninth house, and then it was like or something like that. Wait a minute. Where you didn't have at? anything in your eighth house. That makes right. sense. So you have a bunch of stuff in your ninth house. Okay. Okay. And then Lauren is the one who does. Okay. That's all making. It's all coming back to me. What I said five minutes ago. Lauren yeah. doesn't have anything in her eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh. So Brittany, your ninth house is packed full. Right. Like because it was really funny too. Because when you mentioned the whole like people being like, you really don't, you know, travel really does kind of, you know help you open you up your horizons yeah and you're like you know how privileged you sound and i was like i was like she i mean it does they're not wrong no i'm not saying they're wrong no it is it does help expand yourself but you also have to be able to afford a passport exactly (laughs) exactly which i like you know i would never have been able to afford before i was 30 right exactly so yeah but i definitely um you know if you ever do get the chance to travel abroad, um, I just, I just really highly suggest it. It right. really does um, change your view 
on a lot of things. But right. also the internet so is, is it, it, a way to travel abroad that is much less expensive and yeah. cost prohibitive. Yes. Explore every aspect that you can. Um, I just think it's we're in a cool day and age where we can connect to people across the world and experience cultures at our fingertips. And I really think that that's super fucking amazing. So, right. And I was a cultural anthropology major. So that right, makes yeah. complete and total sense now. Everything makes fucking sense. Um, so 10th house, which now I remember what I said five minutes ago. Lauren doesn't have anything. Brittany might have something. I might have something. 10th house, achievement, career, um, calling, development, mommy vibes. Um, like I think they mean like divine mother sort of things and how you connect to your – they kept saying the real mother. And I was like, surely they don't mean like your real mom because that's not what I mean. Um, over – it goes over where you fit into society and the role you have in your community, um, your gifts, your talents, honors, prestige, legacy, um, discipline, all of that is uh, in your 10th house, um, which, Lauren, I think you're very disciplined, so you must get that oh. from a different place in your chart, not your 10th house. Um, I have my North Node in my 10th house. Um, I don't think we're going to get into North Nodes yet. Um, but I do. Oh, and so does Brittany in Aquarius. We're Twinkies. <laughs> Twinkies. Um, let's see. And Brittany, you have your Venus in your 10th house and your, uh, let's see, Mercury. Go get her in your okay. 10th house. Um, let's see. 11th house. Oh, and the 10th house is ruled by Capricorn, obviously. Hmm. So um, you guys both have your North Node and Aquarius. Yeah, Aquarius. The, yeah, the house of Brittany's in her in tenth house, and I think mine is in my no, yeah, yeah. They're both in their tenth house, both in Aquarius. So I have my uh, North nodes in Aquarius, but it's in my seventh house. Yeah, because yours is t- swiveled around a little bit from ours. I wonder if nodes. But I find that interesting. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if nodes are. So I just found out that generations can be mapped almost precisely by where Pluto is at. So almost all millennials have Pluto in Scorpio. And then uh, Gen Z, almost all of them have their Pluto in Sagittarius. And then it'll go so on and so forth. So I'm wondering Our if... Our Plutos we, are in Scorpio. Right, they're all in Scorpio. If you're a millennial, it is mo- you most likely have your Pluto in Scorpio. In Scorpius. Pfft, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm still stuck in Harry Potter mode. But, um... Right. So, where is it going with this? Come on, brain. I... Dude. COVID brain. For real. It's That's what thing. I'm blaming it on, and I had it four months ago. It's a I thing. guess two oh, months yeah. ago. But, um... So with the North Nodes thing, I wonder if it's like a group, like if it's like, oh, if you were all born close in this year together, then you're all going to have the same North Node. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? What I'm yeah. Saying? Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> um. So North Node is kind of like your generational, uh, like association. 
Like how boomers oh. are kind of all the same <laughs> and Gen Xers are kind of like all pretty similar. Yeah. Millennials so, and so, Gen Z, they're, you know, they all have like traits that are like, you like roll your eyes and you go like, okay, boomer. Um, or, right. you know. Well, because like, what I was listening to with the Pluto thing. Um, so it sounds like North Nodes are a lot like the Pluto. Like it's like every generation has a similar node or yeah. Pluto. So what I was listening to about the Pluto thing, the generations, is that so millennials, almost pretty much every millennial has their Pluto in Scorpio. And Okay, was, Pluto. That, that makes sense. Yeah, so their Pluto. I started thinking North Node and got confused. Oh, yeah. No, so millennials pretty much all have their Pluto in Scorpio. And what our generation is known for is being looking around and going, this shit ain't right. We don't have answers for it. And We're Pluto just... is domicile in Scorpio. Like there they're, they're the related ones. Mm -hmm. And Pluto deals with power, whether to be um, exercise, whether it be exercising it or suffering under it, our capacity mm -hmm. for radical change and rebirth and cycles. Mm -hmm. So literally when it's in Scorpio, it's in its home. Yep. That's what I was listening to is that um, this astrologer was talking about how it's like um, the reason why millennials, you know, millennials, are so pissy all the time. Well, yeah. I say that as a millennial who's busy all the time. Thank but you. It's one of those things where they were like millennials came in and they were the ones who have started the catalyst of massive change mm -hmm. because they're right. they're the ones who noticed and were like, wait a minute, this isn't right. We don't have the answers, but we're making everyone aware that this isn't right. Gen Z is Pluto in Sagittarius and Sagittarius is the wild child. It's like, I'm going to yeah. go experimenting. I'm going to go find myself. I'm going to go explore. Fuck you. I get, I do what I want, essentially. Where but, what? Where was Pluto in like the boomer area? Because that I, no I kind of want to see. I'm going to look it up later. Yeah. Um, um, but then like, yeah, he was mapping out like the generations afterwards. And like, um, really like the big thing is like once pluto is like the generation of pluto and aquarius is where a lot of like equilibrium comes about so it goes like oh the scorpio pluto scorpio are like y'all y'all this ain't right um sagittarius pluto was like yeah let's figure out how to make it better um pluto and capricorn is then like well you know, here's how get we down can, to business. This is how we get down to business. And then um what is after that? Yeah, and then Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah, it's Aquarius. And that's the is thinky where, thinky sign. Right. Where they so, are like cut into the chase. Right. And so with the Capricorn one, it's like, let's get down to business, but it's not necessarily completely equal across the board. There's right. still and it that, won't get resolved right away, I'm sure. Right. And in it's one so like generation. Exactly. It's like still uh climbing that ladder because Capricorns are very um uh what's the word achievement goal oriented, oriented. Yeah. yeah and then so when the generation of pluto in aquarius is when they are like okay yeah they had all these building blocks and now this is how we reach equilibrium for everybody so i found that super fascinating yeah um, i want to look at that versus um like historical events like where pluto mm -hmm. was at in historical events 
I'm going to look into that later because well, I that think, sounds like it would be really interesting to look into. Yeah. And it was like um, the United States just recently, I think it was this year or last year, had its Pluto return, which mm-hmm. almost always coincides with that um, empire having a massive shakeup. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Like once you really start digging into the nitty gritty of astrology and you don't just look at it for the face value of, you know, the Cosmo magazine mm-hmm. sort yeah. of entries. Which, don't look at your sun sign. Right. We were all, man, I was totally into the Cosmo stuff. Anyways, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, into it. it's really, really interesting when you start. Like what you're talking about now, just like, I was like, oh, this plugs in so much more now because yeah anyways i'm excited about it thank you for imparting your knowledge to us was i on the 11th house yeah i think i was because that's the aquarius too lauren you've been listening to the rambles do you know where we're at (laughs) yes we are well i don't have anything in my 11th house we were on the 11th lauren doesn't have anything in her 11th house so now we're and Brittany doesn't have anything in her eleventh house, so we're all eleventh house free. Um, What's eleventh house about? Did you even talk about it? Aspirations? No, no, I didn't. Okay, so here's what we have nothing in. Um, <laughs> aspirations. It's known as the house of friends. It's for like social stuff, community, large groups, humanitarianism, um, social justice, which is weird that I don't have anything in there because like I'm all about it, but you know it's probably somewhere else in my chart. Rebellion, teamwork, bonds, connection, and that one's ruled by Aquarius and Uranus or Uranus. I don't know what's the right way to say it. It both is. Uh, I say it always. Um, so let's see. Our 12th house is the house of reckoning, the house of release. Um, so a lot of people will associate it with like being stuck or caged in like jail or something like that. Um, but you want to think of it as like releasing things so you can connect to your higher self or the universe or, you know, spirit or whatever you want to connect to. Um, it's the house of escape, dreams, intuition, psychic ability, deciding where to go to move on from the past. What can you release to keep moving forward and not be stuck in life? And that is associated with Pisces and Neptune. Um, so here's the planets. So then you can kind of layer the planets on top of the houses and get like a, another layer of things. So Mars, um, which is associated with the sign Aries, um, it's a fire, you know, the fire sign, um, assertiveness and aggression, dude, people are always talking about aggression. And I was one of those people, um, an Aries, but I, um, our friend, I'll be, I'll bleep this out. Our friend mm-hmm. is an Aries sun and moon and she's not aggressive at all. Like she's, she's incredibly smart. She's like mm-hmm. super, like I, I feel she's very driven. Um, and so like, you know, when I was looking at the words, I was like aggressive. I don't know if I count that as an Aries anymore. Um, but like, if you think about like the warrior spirit, if you think of like the, you know, the why behind it, like, why, why is the warrior going to war? Um, because they're, you know, ready for action and they're fighting for something they believe in. They have a lot of courage and determination. Um, so I looked up those other words because nobody's going to insult my friend. Um, 
Venus is um, associated with Taurus and with Libra. So like the different aspects of Venus come out in those two different signs. Um, It's about the sense of beauty, enjoyment, aesthetic, awareness, harmony, and sociability. Mercury, which is associated with Gemini and Virgo, same thing. There's only 10 celestial bodies that we have. Um, So it's associated with reason, common sense, rationality, spoken and written word, putting things into order. I connect to that. Um, Evaluation, process of learning skills. Um, The moon is is domicile in cancer. Holla at your girl. Um, Because my moon sign is in cancer. Hashtag domicile. Um, You guys, hashtag domicile. Um, just put it on your social media. No context. Thank you. Um, feelings and emotions, receptivity, um, imagination, basic tone of a person, sense of rhythm and time, timing, ability to change and versatility. Um, sun is associated with Leo, um, is the core of your person, your inner self, your central concern, um, general vitality and ability to assert oneself. Um, Pluto is associated with Scorpio dealing with power. I already read this one earlier, but dealing with power, um, either exercising it or suffering under it, your capacity for radical change and rebirth and cycles and transformation. Um, Jupiter is associated with Sagittarius, um, the search, the searching individual, um, searching for meaning and purpose, um, optimism and hope and the sense of justice, faith's um, possibility of life, spiritual growth and expansion. Um, go ahead. I was going to say the more you read these, the more it makes sense with that like Pluto, 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 Pluto return. Ge- yeah. Pluto, Pluto generational thing we were just talking about. So like, right, you're talking yeah. about Scorpio with um, that. And now you're talking about like uh, Sagittarius and I'm like Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen, Gen, Z, Gen, Z, Gen Z, Gen Z. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Saturn is associated with Capricorn. Um, It's how we experience reality, um, where we meet resistance and discover our limitation represents our consciousness and moral conviction, the laws that we choose to obey, um, powers of endurance and availability to concentrate, earnestness, um, caution and reserve. And then Uranus or Uranus um, or your butt um is associated with aquarius which is like intuition sudden inspiration lightning insights openness to new and unusual things um and then last is neptune which is associated with pisces um super sensory opens doors to mystical experiences illusion and false appearances um so neptune can be kind of like a sneaky sneaky planet um Sneak a sticky. So now we're gonna get into the signs. So then we so we have our houses, we have our planets where they are, and now we're gonna layer our signs on top of them. Um, and what planets fall in what signs. Um, so I there's a bunch of ways you can break out the signs. You can do them like in order of like where they are from the year, and they always start with Aries, which I don't know why, because like it's just March. They start with Aries because that's like the start or like from what I understand, it's like the beginning of the the year, and like the the that, circle. Yeah, and that. Um, uh, I guess because it was like spring, and it like in that that region, so maybe that's why they started it. 
I don't know. I didn't look it up. A good researcher would have looked it up. So <laughs> if you want, if you want good research, go find a different podcast. Um, so, so anyway, you can do them in order where it starts with Aries. Um, you can break them up to cardinal, mutable, or um, the other one, fixed signs. Fixed, yeah. I broke them up by um, by element. So I did fire mm-hmm. signs first. Um, so fire signs, there are people with strong emphasis on the fire element, um, and they're they're spontaneous and they're impulsive. They apply their energies wholeheartedly. Their emotional response is quick and they have a lively imagination. Um, Fire signs are Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo. So Aries is like that warrior, um, impulsive, courageous, strong-willed. Sagittarius is a free spirit. They're carefree, full of wanderlust. Um, They're very cheerful. Which, Brittany, your sister is a Sagittarius, right? And your mom? Yeah, my mom and my older sister are Sagittarius. Yeah. I feel like your your mom is, like, definitely has those vibes, but your sister super has those vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the free spirit vibes. Very much um, so. Yeah. And then Leo is glamour, generosity, um, organizer, center of attention, which – like the Lauren, because you're Leo rising, like the generosity really jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, the center of attention thing, less so. <laughs> you've, I don't know if it's just because you've always been next to me and like I have always been incredibly attention seeking because I'm a Gemini rising. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if I stole it away from you or if you never wanted it, but you you didn't mm-hmm. seem to grab for it quite as as uh, aggressively as I did. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's that, uh, um, nope. Br- my brain was like, no, you can't have that. And I was like, please. Nope. I was forming you a sentence. You don't get that thought. Uh, anxious. Let's see. Anxious attachment style. Right. Oh the God. organizing part. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Organizing right. Yeah. Part. Organizer. And the glamour. You've always been like really fashionable. Yes. Super beautiful. Yes. Um, you can keep going. keep it going keep it going see this is when she wants to be this this is why she's friends with me because i give the compliments and she's like this is where i want to be the center of attention right um my uh my moon sign's also in sagittarius and i have a lot of like most of my chart is fire dominated which is interesting being a scorpio sun Right. Well, and I think that's kind of like with your Scorpio son married with your Leo, I think that's maybe why you don't much care to be the center of attention. Um, But you're not like the super like hide all your feelings like a Scorpio is in the memes. It balances itself out because you've got got water and fire. Or it's Mm. all made up. Who knows? Not us. (laughs) Um, So water signs are people who strongly emphasize um, emotions and um, are very sensitive, very feely types. Um, they're imaginative and um, their emotional lives are deep and rich. So the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Um, cancer can be emotional, stubborn. They seek safety and closeness as a Cancer moon. I do. Um, and then Scorpio, they said corrosive and I said get out. 
Um, <laughs> so I don't think a Scorpio is corrosive. I think some people do, and those people haven't met Lauren. So right, I think that it's the Leo, like kind of the Leo rising. Yeah. <laughs> You know who's corrosive? Aries. <laughs> except for except for our friend who I'll bleep out. I feel like uh, corrosive should go somewhere else. Um, but Scorpios can be passionate. They can be quarrelsome. Um, Lauren and I have been friends since we were eight. So I feel like when we were eight, we were more quarrelsome than we are now. Um, we grew out of it. So they form intense bonds, which we've been friends since we were eight. Um, Lauren and Brittany, like... Since 12. I think it was like the second week of school and Lauren was like Bessie's with Brittany and I was like, oh no, am I about to lose my best friend? And then we all <laughs> cling together and I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, so I appreciate Lauren's um, intense bonds because that helps me out to um, get some intense bonds for myself. Um, they're intuitive, which I think is very accurate. Yeah, um, very intuitive. They can be possessive or jealous if they're not confident in themselves. And that's when I read that. I was like, you know what? Lauren had good parents and she's very confident, I think, in just like in general. I think you have like a very secure attachment style, um, which I think, you know, leads you to not be that like possessive and jealous Scorpio stereotype. So when I was younger, I would definitely say i had some of those qualities so especially the jealousy well you hit them really well because i didn't notice so well we're mysterious scorpios so yeah nice yeah yeah you do hide i guess maybe you're better at hiding your feelings than i thought um <laughs> see my face will maybe. say but my words don't so i can't be mysterious in any way shape or yeah. form oh my gosh like- ever since mask mandates i don't have control over my face anymore <laughs> I have zero. I have to wear a mask in public because if I don't, I will make dirty faces at people and just like somebody said something the other day and my jaw dropped and I was like, this is not a like I used to have a manager when I worked retail who would say, fix your face (laughs) when when, well, like when they when people would say something and you like you would look shocked because customers will say just the weirdest stuff. Um, And you're like, did a human being really? think that thought and say it out loud Mm -hmm. um and then she'd be like fix your face Shelby (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't think too much I don't think I've ever been able to mask what I'm thinking because like literally that meme that came out that said my face will say what my words don't I was like oh yeah (laughs) at me next time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Lauren I, I do think that you're better at at um keeping a, a brave face than we are oh yeah our faces are shocked sure. um <laughs> pisces uh can be sensitive because they're a water sign um they're compassionate they're helpful they're adaptable they're sociable um so water signs i feel like the go with the flow idea really mm-hmm. vibes with them um air signs so airy people are quick and animated Um, They apply their energies in diverse ways, and they tend to intellectualize their feelings and expectations. Um, And so the air signs are Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini. Holla at your girl. Um, Libra has a sense of beauty, tactful. They seek balance and harmony. And I have a friend um, that's very close. It's a Libra, and she is so beautiful. So uh, it works out. Um, but she does always seek, you know, balance and stuff like that. I think it's very accurate for her. Um, I have a 
different friend who's an Aquarius, they're communicative, communicative, uh, humanitarian, progressive. They can be easily misunderstood. They're like, you know, thought to be like out in space with their brains. Um, and she, she can be misunderstood, but I've never misunderstood her because I think she's great. Um, and maybe that's because my North node is an Aquarius. Who knows? Mm. Or because I was born in Mer- Mercury retrograde. Who knows? Not us. Um, <laughs> I want to get merch now that says that. Who knows? Not us. <laughs> Not us. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're one of those new age podcasts that has no answers. Like you came to yeah. us for answers and we gave you more questions, yo. Um, well, we want we want you to go out and explore on your own. Yeah, like think for yourself. Don't take it. our thoughts. Um, so would you say, Lauren? Suge- and then tell us about it. Yeah, yeah, and then tell exactly. us about it. Charmed and alarmed at gmail.com. Please give us content um, for when I run out of things to look up. Uh, we we have a good whole year before that'll happen. So Gemini, um, my rising Sorry, sign, Hala. <laughs> I I won't edit that out now. (laughs) I thought you were just setting a cup down. Um, Gemini are witty. They take pleasure in learning, charming. Um, They can have a darker side because they're the twins. Um, They're great at multitasking because they're twins. Um, They can take on too much at once if they're not careful. Who does that sound like? (laughs) Um, And they love being social, but they can get overstimulated. I'm... I don't know. I think as I, when I was younger, I was really into being very social. Yeah, for um, sure. But I think it's with all of my things in my eighth house. Um, I really think that I, it's why I want to change careers every like 10 minutes mm-hmm. um, and why I want to like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go sew a dress and then next I'll start a podcast and the next, I, like that whole transform, like, you know, new life and stuff like that. I feel like I get into that. And then I have this on top of that to be like, here's your rising sign. (laughs) Have fun. But I have a friend whose sun sign is Gemini. um, And he is very witty, very charming. um, And, but like his darker side is more like, um, like sadness manifest, not necessarily Mm. like evil. A lot of people think like, you know, they can be a little bit, evil with their dark side they're two-faced you know um but my friend is not like that because i have perfect friends as you can see from this podcast um so earth signs which i am a capricorn and so i like really resonate with earth Mm -hmm. just as an element in general i just really like it i used to really resonate with water which i think is because of my moon sign um because i love being submerged i grew up at a lake so i love swimming um Am I allowed to say that? Does that that doesn't triangulate us that much? This doesn't triangulate us everywhere. There are lots of lakes. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. afraid to say it. Um, well, you know, in Capricorn again, if you triangulate them. us, feel free to email us and then tell no one. That right. is the only acceptable thing to do when you triangulate us. You will get a congratulations. I'll try and figure out how to put little um, firecrackers in the email. Mm. Um, one day I'll figure out how to do that. But don't tell anyone because it's our secret now. And you get right. to have a secret with super famous podcasters. <sighs> By the way, we have 30 followers on Instagram. So nails emoji, nails emoji. Um, I was going to anyway. say, though, Capricorn is the sea goat. So Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah so I was in the water a little bit, like a little bit 
on yeah. the ground. Yeah, exactly. I call it the goat mermaid. Making little goat little, goat hooves. Little leg hoof things. Yeah. Also, I, call- I want a goat so bad. I went to a pumpkin patch the other day. Your first and- mistake. That was my first mistake. Second mistake. <laughs> they had animals and I wanted to pat them. And uh, the goat came up and it let me pat its little chin and it just looked up at me and its little lips were parted and its little teeth were in its little mouth and its little eyes were rectangular and they just looked at me so loving and I was just like, I need this goat. I love this goat. I've never loved any goat more than this goat. Um, and now I want a goat really bad. Um, I keep oh trying God. to sell it to to Michael that it'll mow the grass. Talk about synchronicities. Today, when I was working, uh, I was talking to someone else, and they were talking about how they want a goat too, but like the teeny tiny goats are the fainting goats, pygmy goats. Right? Yeah, there's pygmy yeah. goats, and I think fainting goats. I don't know if they're the same or not. Um, listeners, write in. Please it. engage with us. And then add like, us on social media. And then my kid's favorite animal is goat, actually. He'd love a goat. That's not happening ever, but he'd love it. No, not anywhere in the your future. So my mom's oh, favorite. Oh, be get fun. a goat and we will visit you. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. It works out. I my agree. Mom, my mom, one of her absolute favorite little uh, internet videos is that little kid that goes, it's a fucking goat. Goes, no, I, <laughs> I just haven't think seen a- that. Oh, my God. So it's this little kid. And they're pointing out the window, and the mom goes, "What'd you say?" And they go, "It's a fucking goat." She's like, <laughs> "She goes, no, I think that's just a regular goat." And the kid looks out and looks back at her, and goes, "No, it's a fucking goat." <laughs> My mom it's loves just that. a regular goat. My mom loves that. And so, um, near our house, there—I was gonna say—near our house is um, a field, and somebody owns pygmy goats. And like they they just introduced them to the field. And as I was driving past it, I said out loud in my car by myself. There was nobody else in the car with me. I was by myself. But I looked over, I pointed and I went, it's a fucking goat. (laughs) And nobody was in the car with me. And I laughed at myself. And then I got home and I was like, that was an interesting interaction I just had with my own self with my own self. While you're while the listeners are looking up goat videos, look Mm -hmm. up goat screams like a person. Because, like, you think, like, goat, bah, ah, 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 ah. No, no, they scream like a man. Yep. Um, And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen, honestly. That's um, why we call human children kids or vice versa. Because <laughs> they're always screaming. Because baby goats are called kids. And yeah, if you listen. Ever, I was going to say, haven't you ever seen the Taylor Swift video that, uh, what is it? Her song Trouble or something like that. And it's got the. It's a it's a, a meme and it's got yeah. the goat screaming where it's like trouble no, no. where she's like yeah. uh, trouble, 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 trouble 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 oh yeah I have seen that one <laughs> yeah oh my I might God. have to edit out my screaming <laughs> no keep it in keep it in. that's keep what they came in. for I'll make it quiet want. <laughs> I'll normalize it I know how to edit now um Yay. so earth signs. Um, remember that they, they apply themselves, um, with endurance. They are, they react quietly and slowly, which if you're a Gemini rising, no, you don't. (laughs) Um, emotionally they're deeply rooted and slow to change, which is very accurate. Um, and is it caused by childhood trauma or the planetary alignments? Who knows? Not us. Capricorns. Both, both is good. Um, 
their enduring sense of purpose. They're proud. They're ambitious. I am very proud. That's very true. Um, they're career motivated. You guys, I just got a promotion. Um, can Did you actually focus get the promotion? On... I got a promotion. Oh, yes. my God. You haven't told us. I have a fancy title now. I'll go over it after we're done recording. Did you get a pay um, raise? Yeah, I got a pay raise. It's okay. not as much as I want, but of but I'm a Capricorn, and they they could never meet my standards. You know, that's fair. But as long as you got some sort of pay raise instead of them, being I got, like, you got I got comp- girl, I got compensation. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I can afford a passport now. Okay, maybe not a trip overseas, but a passport. That's one <laughs> step. That's the first time. step. <laughs> What'd you say, Lauren? Oh, I said the I said the same thing you said. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We don't mean to talk over Lauren all the time, and I'm trying really hard We're to like. We're just so much louder, and we have so much in our brains to try and force out of our mouths in such a short amount of time. So short I keep I keep watching you, Lauren, and like anytime I see that you've said something, I I, I either like in my brain I tell myself to like shh shh shh. Sh- She's saying something or, or I go back and be like, okay, what did you say? Cause I just, I know- think of Lauren as like a great deity. Like she's, she says the most meaty things, you know, like she's, she's, she's here to shut us up and say like very interesting things. See, and I can't let us blah, blah, blah about, and then she'll say one more interesting thing and we'll blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the reviews that say like, Brené and Shelby talk about Lauren too much, and Brené uh, interrupts too much, and she isn't know it all. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, comment, comment on our Instagram hashtag Justice for Lauren. Um, <laughs> please tag us in all of your Justice for Lauren posts. Um, please get us some engagement. Thank you. Uh, all, all attention is good attention. I learned that from my mother. Um, anyway, Ooh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky that we're pretty anonymous on this so that um, oh. I don't get sued by that mean lady. Um, Taurus are they sent they're sensual, they seek pleasure, um, they're steadfast, they want security. Um, uh, when I was reading it, all I could think of was like fuck around and find out energy, mess with the bull, get the horns. Um, they can they can be very stubborn. Um, but they're very loyal and very reliable. Is that your rising sign? I get confused if it's Capricorn or Taurus. So my rising sign is Taurus. Taurus. And then yeah. your moon is Capricorn. Yeah. Sun, moon, Capricorn, okay. rising Taurus. Which is so true for Brittany. Because if you mess with her, she will turn You'll get the horns. With you. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. anybody I care about. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like you can put keep pushing me, pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. And I go ahead and I'm like, eh, I understand. And, and then you fuck around once with somebody i care about and then i'm like oh, and then she no. lit you on fire yeah you're it's like literally oh, on fire now you die now you're dead like <laughs> but yeah um and then virgo is very precise um utilitarian they can be very critical of others and themselves so if you're a virgo watch out for that um and go to therapy did i say that the last time about the moon signs too i don't know I just don't be hard on yourselves. Just love yourself. And if you, there hasn't been an episode where I haven't said I was going to say, there therapy. hasn't been a single episode, Shelby, where you haven't. And I haven't said it yet. So I needed to bring it up somehow. And poor Virgos just get the, the blunt end of it. Um, but they have very high standards. And I think that's good. Keep doing that, Virgos. Um, 
So the elementary states are the cardinal and the fixed and the mutable. So cardinal, um, they have an urge to take the lead and to shape things. They're initiators. They act accordingly to their aims. And the cardinal signs are Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn. So there's one of each element that's in the cardinal position. Um, and then that's why I made you start a podcast because I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> and then the fixed signs are um, they have a desire to build on what is already there, to organize it more efficiently, hashtag Lauren. Um, they tend to preserve the status quo and act in response to a given circumstance. And that's Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, and Taurus, hashtag justice for Lauren. <laughs> um <laughs> The mutable sign are, um, they tend to seek change and renewal, um, and they can get easily, they can easily replace, um, one thing with another and align their actions with unfolding processes. And that is Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces, and Virgo. Um, so that's the information that I have. (laughs) There's a lot of so, information. Thank you. Are a lot of a lot of information about the different layers, and then you can get these like elementary states with the cardinal and the mutable and the fixed on top of that, um, on the signs. So, you know, make the circle and then pick and choose what you like about the circle and what you don't like. Leave it alone and call it a day. Is my best advice. Every time you talk about like layering things, all I can think of is it's an astrology cake yeah like it's just like yeah, it's a nice layers, layer layers, cake layers. it's even a circle just like a cake exactly. um it's the wedding cake of astrology so um but yeah i i do how do you guys use the zodiac because i know like when we were younger it was a lot of like comparing signs with our you know crushes at school and saying like oh well he's a this that or the other that'll be very compatible or this that or the other isn't compatible Mm -hmm. um and you know like I said I I obviously don't use it like that anymore um and I see it more of like you know if if my husband is an Aries and so I know that he can be (laughs) 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 okay I saw a post on something and it was like like a question on a forum and this dude was like this girl didn't want to go out with me and it's because she found out my sign and I'm really upset and I just read that part and I was like mm, but are you an Aries and then I read on and he was an Aries and I was oh like oh my god mm, so it might be justified so <laughs> earlier when I said that there's two signs that have a tendency to I don't really like yeah, get along. I, with, I butt heads vibe with. with all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, this is just in general because I have several people in both of these signs that I get along with very well. But it seems when I have an issue with somebody, they're almost always an Aries or a Gemini. Yeah. Almost a hundred percent of the time. Uh, but I'm either- a Gemini rising, so she still likes Geminis. <laughs> right, right. And, well, and I have, like I said, I have several friends who are Geminis, and they're great. Right. Yeah. But and you know, and several Aries friends who are absolutely awesome. But like, like you know, we were talking about earlier. Some there's some people with just a name. They that just ruined work the out. sign for you. Uh huh. And now it's the signs. Like there's yeah. two different signs where I'm just like, oh, like for me, my name is Jeff. Just about yeah. every mm-hmm. single Jeff I've met has 
has they've screwed it up. They screwed it up somehow. They messed it up for they the Jets. They messed it up, and I'm just like, Jeffs okay. need not apply, right, for Britney's relationships. You exactly. Can still send emails to charmedandalarmed at gmail dot com right. and um, engage on our social media posts. Thank you. Precisely, but like my the two signs that for some reason it turns out um, that I have the most issues with it's it's almost always an Aries yeah. or a Gemini. So. See, I'm married to an Aries, but I do, um, you know, it's an acquired taste. I'll give you, I'll give you that. That's fair. That's fair. Shout um, out to all, to all Aries out there. We love you. <laughs> I gotta say, so when we were younger and we only had like this uh, general knowledge of the Zodiacs with like just our sun signs, we would always, you know, compare to that. And now that mm-hmm. we're older and we know there's more like your moon and your rising and all the other ones. Uh, there's so many layers to it that I feel like you honestly everyone's so unique you can't really mm-hmm. pinpoint it down to like oh yeah as a Scorpio I'm supposed to be with this sign or that sign right Whereas, right like my Leo rising sign might fit better with somebody else you know mm-hmm. yeah well and I, and that's what I think you know it's a tool to see like okay you know I'm I'm less confrontational. My Aries partner is more confrontational. So like I'm a little more easygoing, mm-hmm. I think, with that because I just know. And, you know, if I didn't know he was an Aries, like it's always going to be the same because I'm trying, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to meet anybody in the middle with, you know, different personality traits right um Mm -hmm. this is just one way to say like oh this is a reflection tool i think it's a really great reflection tool for your own self so like i can see you know i'm a capricorn i have issues with perfectionism i'm a gemini rising i have issues with seeking attention and using that validation as um you know with the like Brittany was saying the um what is it? Not insecure attachment style. The anxious, oh, attachment, anxious style. attachment style. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh, my anxious attachment style, um, you know, can maybe be associated with that as well as my childhood trauma. Cause don't, don't forget it. I didn't forget about it. You guys, I have nothing in my fourth house. Did I mention that? <laughs> or ex- it can be exacerbated by it too. So like, right. let's say that you are predisposed, predispositioned to like certain things. Yeah. Thank you very much. At this point in time, I'm like, that sounds right, but I don't trust my brain right now because she's trying real hard, but she's having problems. Um, But like, you know, if you have those already and then you have um, an event or events happen, then it is understandable that more likely you're going to form these issues because you already have that like in the ma- like, kind of like okay let, like let's say like right. genetics um let's say you have a recessive gene for something or whatever and then you know something happens and activates that then you were already predisposed to for it so it's right. more likely that or i like happen. to think of it as um like with with my aunt and my mother. I'm very mm-hmm. close with my aunt. I do not speak to my mother. Um, they had the same parents quite a few years apart, but the same parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you go to therapy, you know, the therapist was telling my aunt, like, 
because they're very, very different. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, you know, you guys probably had some similar traumas happen in your life, but usually people go from one end or the other to the spectrum. So my aunt became very, um, she, you know, internalized a lot of criticism. She um, has a lot of negative self-talk and to deal with that, she became like extremely clean, like germaphobe, neat freak sort of thing, um, which is incredibly nice to go over to her house. <laughs> it's always very clean. Um, and like if you drop something on the floor, you know you can eat it because, you know, it's very clean. Um, you know, she mopped like the second before you came over. Um, but like my mom dealt with that trauma in a very different way. Um, and she became a hoarder instead. Um, so, you know, the, the different ways that people can deal with trauma might be related to their, you know, planetary positions. Yeah. Their birth chart, um, you know, can, can manifest in different ways as well. Right. Cause I think it's funny that, um, so tall husband is his sun sign is cancer and that technically Capricorn and cancers are star crossed lovers, which means that they're exactly opposite on mm-hmm. the chart. Right. So technically we're not supposed to be romantically inclined towards each other or it's not meant to work out. Um, and then short husband is a Taurus. <laughs> Which is known as Capricorn and Taurus are known as power couples. So I think it's really funny how it's like, well, their birth charts are very, very different. Um, and so it's just like different aspects work out um, than they right, do others. Yeah. As far as Zodiac goes, yeah, I usually use it as kind of a tool to understand myself and others more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that the deeper you dig into it, the more eerily accurate it can be. Um, right. Yeah. But it's not necessarily, I don't think it's, I think like, it's just about like anything else. It, sure. You have these things that, you know, you're, you're predisposed to or whatever. Sure. But it's ultimately up to you to decide what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I personally really like the idea or throwing myself into like, I'm a Capricorn, um, sun, moon, and Taurus rising. So I'm a bougie bitch all around. I want opulence. I want, you know, all of this stuff. And um, and you've always been like that even before we were, you know, more into astrology than than we are now. You know, you've always been like, you've loved like, gold things and like mm-hmm. filigree and stuff like that like that's always been your aesthetic right um and I feel like Lauren like liking the neutral things I don't know I feel like that's your Scorpio peeking out no. um <laughs> liking everything to like match and be you know able mm-hmm. to go with everything sort of mm-hmm. thing um and I think that that really pairs well with your Leo rising sign which is like you know, beauty and, and creativity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So back when we were talking about how dating and we would compare, you know, sun signs and, mm-hmm. you know, how people, there's memes out there about how 
oh, you go up to someone and you're about to date them or thinking about it and you're like, wait, what's your sun sign? Mm-hmm. And now I can just see like people going around like Shelby at brunch with like the app saying, okay, well, tell me your, your date of birth, your location and the time mm-hmm. of your birth. And then they Call go, your mom right, right now. <laughs> what time were you born? My mom couldn't remember what time I was born. I yeah. Mine's a guess. My mom said it but my mom's also not like a reliable narrator so so I um went to our department of state and I requested a copy of my long form birth control or birth control good god <laughs> <laughs> that's I have, what I have <laughs> I do too I have one of those too I have a little t in my hoo-ha that says thou shalt not pass and that's where it stands um there you all have uh, oversharing is a symptom of ADHD. <laughs> Shut up. It was a, um, a long form birth certificate. That's you the can, right words. Yeah. You can request um, from your state capital, um, Department of State, a, a long form copy of your birth certificate, and it will have your time of birth written on there. That's how I found out mine. So, because my mom was like, I don't know. That was a long time ago. And I was like, I probably should do that. I'm just, I know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm a guesstimate. And now I've yeah. like associated with all of these like signs. What if they oh, change? Yeah. I can't T- have them change. Totally understandable. But I'm just letting our so, listeners know. Like, I think, and I, I'm pretty sure I just read this somewhere, probably on Instagram. So take it or leave it. There's, you know, no scientific backing to this. Um, I heard or read somewhere that your rising sign, it just like your zodiac sign or your houses, um, it like changes every two hours. And I think mm-hmm. it starts at 12. And I want to say it starts at 12 a.m., but I could be, again, wrong. And then, like, every two hours, it, like, shifts over to the next one, whichever one mm. starts at whatever time. That would make sense because the the pie is in 12 segments. Mm-hmm. And it's wherever you're starting. Uh, so if you have, like, pie a segment rough, is. if you can find this magical time chart for the rising signs, and then if you have a rough time then uh you should be able to find it yeah just or a two-hour window i'm sure i'm within a two-hour window right of my time you know we keep talking about pie and now i want pumpkin pie oh see i want like a nice like cherry pie or something real sugary you know see Mm. i just i like pie Uh, pecan pie i love pie okay but we're in the season because now I'm also thinking about lemon pie and I love, I love a good lemon pie. Pie is my favorite dessert, actually. I There's just so many variations of pie. I know, right? I just like dessert. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, I just like dessert. I'm I was in telling it for the my, snacks, yo. I was telling my therapist yesterday that something that has actually truly helped boost my body image is I've started referring to it in like dessert terms. So I'm like, I'll like squish my belly and be like, mochi, 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 mochi. It's like, this is a, <laughs> this is my pudding and my mochi right here. And it's like, or um, I'll be like, ooh, I'll be like, I'm jiggly, like a nice jello. Like it, for some reason, it's helped quite a bit. So maybe I like how you. you're flipping the script on 
like the jello thing because usually like people are like jello <laughs> and you're like, like you know what jello is fucking delicious i love jello jello um, you're welcome world yeah. i love it so reclaim you- jello hashtag reclaim jello hashtag justice, <laughs> justice for lauren don't reclaim aspic though because aspic 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 is essentially savory jello like aspic's been around that's for, just aspic's been around for a very 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 long time and it was um a show of wealth that you could do that almost like a really thick gravy no i think think jello or yeah. jelly for anybody yeah. who's not american um think jello but instead of sweet it's like um it's savory so like a savory stock and then it's usually got i'm imagining um, brown clear jello yeah pretty much um and then usually it has like um vegetables and meat and stuff in it seriously look up aspic and so just like explore the jello would be like i will not be broth that or gravy flavored yeah and then you would yeah have and lots lots of lots of fat of in it too stuff. yeah so aspic um aspic was a big thing all the way up through the 60s like it was it was a thing does that explain why the geico commercial shows green jello with olives inside it yes okay oh. also um, i'm always dylan, disturbed when i see oh, this commercial. what's his last name <laughs> dylan hollis he's on tiktok i think but he does oh. he does like baking and stuff like that but he finds like vintage recipes or people send vintage oh, recipes okay, into okay. him i think you yeah him. yeah i absolutely i love that guy oh my gosh he brings me so much joy i wish so many wonderful things upon him i really truly do but he does he makes an aspic and mm, no thank yeah. you but it's just I will an- not be looking that up listeners please don't send that in <laughs> do not send us pictures of aspic thank listeners you. please send us in your your grandparents recipes of aspic <laughs> put britney in the subject line yes say here's aspic for britney and nobody wants me cooking nobody oh wants God. that so um i i know that you guys know but my mom hates jello I know, yeah. She absolutely hates it, and she's borderline almost scared of it because um, the jiggle hits the disturb button in her brain, or the I call it the wrong button, where it's just like wrong, wrong. And I found out the story about where that came from. So, if if you guys want story time with Brittany, I I will make it very short. Um, story time with Brittany. Let's go. So my mom was really little, like so little that they were they put books on the chair so she could be up at the table enough and it was like a holiday get together and everybody was talking about oh aunt um aunt so-and-so brought her famous dessert we're all extremely excited about it so she is like she's like four okay and she's building it up in her head like oh it's gonna be this delicious thing right so she's thinking like cake or ice cream or something like that right and she's so excited about it. She can't wait. She can't wait. And, you know, they ate dinner. And she's like, okay, I ate my dinner. I ate all my peas. So I get to have dessert. So I'm so excited for dessert. And so the way she described it, she describes it so much better than me. But apparently her aunt opened up the fridge door. She says she reaches in 
and she pulls out this thing. She was like, it was green and it was five feet tall and there was bits in it and it was going. (laughs) Y'all, my mom fainted. (gasps) Oh my God. Straight up fainted out of the chair. And my grandpa was like, stop messing around. And my grandma was like, she's, she fainted. It slapped her disturb button so hard in her brain that her brain said we're just gonna shut off nope we're not gonna deal to with be that fair i think it was a reasonable response she i the way she describes is that she's like it's alive i it, she's like you cannot tell me she was like i know it's not but my brain is like it's alive so so yeah i love it yeah so we had pudding growing up we didn't really have any instead. <laughs> but yeah. So that's my story. All right. The end. Well, you guys, I think we did another episode. <gasps> we did it, you all. Oh my um yeah, <laughs> my cat meowed. Is that diesel? By. Oh god. Yeah, he's so bad. Yeah. Um well we did it. We did another episode. Um, our next episode is going to be on oracle cards so much more easily researched so we'll be doing that please remember to email your questions your comments your stories all to charmed and alarmed at gmail.com um you can follow us on social media which most podcasts would say in every outro but i decided to put it in our sixth episode to really spice things up um so follow us on social media at facebook and instagram at charmed underscore alarmed um please rate and review and subscribe to our podcast i did figure out how to press the publish button on apple podcasts so you'll be able to get it there now too um well done took me a while to figure out why i wasn't posting it's because you have to click a publish button which makes (laughs) a lot of sense i did want to give another shout out to the class that i took um and that's from tess clarkson and you can visit her at tessclarkson.com um and you can also follow her on social media at tessclarkson7 that's it for our show thank you so much for listening i'm shelby i'm lauren and i'm Brittany. and we are charmed and alarmed thanks guys